Howdy, howdy. Welcome back to I Don't Know. I'm Gabe Garber. For those of you who have forgotten in my absence, um, you are forgiven. Welcome. Welcome. Um, yeah, the the little short episode from a few weeks ago explaining the absence still stands in, still is as accurate as it was when I released it, so I won't really get into any more there. Things are still, as always, in flux but I appreciate you bearing with. This episode is also going to be shorter. I think it's, it's longer than the last one, but still, uh, still shorter by my standards, whatever those mean. And I guess, yeah, that's another note. I still haven't edited the conversation with Ned. Apologies to Ned and apologies to all of you who are being unjustly deprived of what was an awesome conversation. It is on my agenda to take care of, and I keep promising it, and I'm not delivering, and I'm living with the consequences of that. So if I ever stand to break the spell, it will be by doing the thing. So I am trying to find a way in to the motivation, to whatever it is, whatever it is setting aside that time. Um, yeah, so this one is more, you know, leaning into the experimentation. I think if I'm going to continue with this, it will be by virtue of, of playing to what comes naturally to me. And what comes naturally to me is these kind of waves where you know, they seem sort of tangential or unrelated, but it turns out generally there's an undercurrent there. So it's, I don't know, I, I can stand to, to experiment a bit more or just loosen up my sense of what this podcast is and let it be whatever it comes out as. So, um, this one, yeah, it was, uh, just a concept that I, that came to me earlier while I was out on a walk and I felt like the dial was tuned in pretty richly and I was getting a strong signal. So I decided to sit down and try to capture it. And I think for the most part, it feels like that was a success. I know my heart was actually pounding in the middle of it. I was just, I was very invigorated by the exercise. So yeah, I would love to try to carve out a little place for this style of whatever this is, uh, a little IDK mini series of sorts or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't really matter. And I probably don't need to be as hung up on it as I tend to be. So yeah, whatever this is, exploring double standards and a bastardization of the golden rule. Um, It's a terrible title for it, but that's not where my head's at right now so that's what you get um anyway enjoy i will catch you on the back end i just got kind of slipped in through a side door into a concept that has always been maybe more charged for me with like within relationships in the past and 
that is the concept of double standards. And so I guess the the side door that I came through was was viewing things hmm, in a particular kind of way, thinking about other stuff in terms of like societal pressures and and the way unresolved internal issues, whatever you want to call it, unresolved internal weaknesses, faults, not to say that someone is at fault, but that, that, you know, there's a vulnerability that is internal that often gets projected into the external world as a protection, as a defense against that vulnerability. And so there's this kind of like inverse proportionality concept to it. And so for whatever reason that brought me to, yeah, just this kind of, I don't know, I, I feel like double standards always tend to come up. So it's not been any one person that I've been in relationship with. It's not, you know, I, I've been the consistent one there throughout. So this is maybe pointing to something that is a blind spot for me. And so the thought is if, if there's something that I need and I don't communicate that in a clear way, unless it happens to just fall within the range of behaviors that this partner exhibits over time, then it's not really fair to expect to get that. And so one one obvious solution seems very obvious uh, in this standpoint when I'm not dealing with a particular situation there. Like, it's not particularly charged at the moment. So I can kind of pick it apart and look at it. So one way to deal with that is to use words uh, in a designated period of time where you and your partner both are as fully present as you can be with each other and have set aside time for that dance that that has to happen to fully understand each other. Um, that Like vulnerable dance, that dance with uh, of vulnerability. And it's not particularly comfortable at times I think in my case I can I can relate to that just because it's it's never it never feels fully formed to me so to like go into that type of a conversation which sole purpose is to expose the vulnerabilities like to go into that feeling like I needed to have something prepared and ready to present 
and that being the source of a lot of my pressure that I put on myself or yeah, it's definitely just been part of the story that I've accepted of myself. Um, so going into those guarded (laughs) essentially, um, is kind of defeating the whole purpose. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the obvious way of doing that is, is coming up with a, a way that would effectively transmit an idea to your partner and them be able to transmit like a, a red receipt of that. So it's like, I got it. I, and, and not only did I receive it, but any questions I have, I have had the opportunity to ask and you've, you know, yeah. So that like, it's, there's a lot of work that goes into doing that. And that's probably why, even though it's the obvious thing, um, that it's not necessarily the most popular method of handling this or of, of expressing these needs. And so the one that I'm particularly guilty of is doing the thing that I want to have happen. So there's, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's sort of seems to stem from like the golden rule. Um, but with like a little bit of a selfish twist to it. (laughs) Um, or maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know, but do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So there's sort of this quid pro quo aspect that gets injected into it um in my case I guess and so that's that's just interesting to notice that you know this this lacking even if it takes on a a productive form of like if you want something done just do it yourself kind of thing or like in my case it's maybe like extending privacy um when yeah in 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 our case like it's not something that's asked of me it's not something that I think is as important to my partner and so it's not important enough for her to ask for it except for when it is um and because I'm it's harder for me to ask for it my way of expressing it is that I offer it and extend it in some kind of demented quid pro quo translation of the golden rule. Um, now, granted, I'm not, I think I've, I've grown beyond a lot of any sort of expectation that the quid pro quo is a functioning one in that case. So it's like, I, I don't actually necessarily do it in an expectation of getting, of them saying, Oh, Gabe did this for me. I wonder if he would like the same in return from me. 
just maybe say that <laughs> just try that um yeah again it sounds so obvious now that i'm talking about it but it's it's it is kind of just like dawning on me right now and it that's it's just kind of wild yeah um yeah so I guess just fleshing that out a bit more, I was thinking about it. It's like, if I'm, if I'm doing things, if I'm offering what I want in return at times, but it's not even registering as a thing that is needed from my partner. So it it doesn't necessarily dawn on her that it's a thing that she wants from me. Then it's probably the, the behavior coming from me is probably not going to register in very much of any way other than just kind of like a Gabe's doing what he's doing and it's you know it's I guess as like a fallback it's a decent strategy in that sense in that it puts more onus on myself to just yeah like if if I want something done to try to just like find find the capacity to just channel that folk and focus that into just doing the thing instead of expecting it from anyone else and or yeah again the other the the sort of downside there that's the upside that I just laid out but the downside is that I'm not figuring out how to express that need in a way that could be helpful in the long term and also could could mitigate certain risks of yeah getting back to the original idea here like of of emerging double standards and so tying it back to the double standard concept it's i would say the way i'm thinking of it now a double standard can't happen unless one person feels like a thing that they expect for themselves from the other person is not being met while they are in the habit of providing that to their partner, most likely without ever being asked to do so. So not only, yeah, so I guess the, just the, the, the framing as a double standard is faulty and more narrow than, yeah, than is necessary and then, and that I'm used to. So yeah, interesting. So just do the obvious thing, even if it's not the easiest thing, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, try to communicate those, find a way to do that. Yeah, it's just kind of like realizing that a certain thing that I took for granted or took as a given is actually just another way that my guard is up. So, yes, that that fits in with the idea of myself as being 
more clever than I ought to be. <laughs> um, I often tend to, to outsmart myself for a while internally. So yeah, it's helpful to continue obviously exploring. And anyway, this was just uh, coming through pretty clearly. So I wanted to sit down and see if I could capture it. Um, this might just be a standalone thing. Might try to do more of them if they keep coming. So I will see you next time and whenever that may be. And yeah, I guess as always, I don't know. That's me. I, no, what is the sign off? As always, I'm Gabe Garber and I still don't know. Be well. <laughs>